Hi and hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Somerset Sky Point Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fogler, joined as always by Miss Wagner. How are you doing today? Amazing. It's a special podcast because we again have the two coaches, Coach of the Year, Paul Shepard. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. And we are also joined by Mr. Nelson. How are you doing today? Thanks for that great introduction. (laughs) Yeah. I was there as well watching the Coach of the Year coach. I mean, a vital part of the winning. He was coaching. Listen, we always have to talk about this. He doesn't like to take any credit. He does more than he thinks. Like, he actually does. And a good assistant's key. And as my best friend, I will just keep on doing the exact same thing. That's my job as the best friend, is it not? (laughs) Keep him humble. But how are you doing today, Mr. Nelson? Who's doing that for you? Be me, hunky. Keep you! Humble. What do you do? You attack me! It's a, everybody gets to experience that. Right. So, obviously, like, we had um, Elliot on. She talked about the before it was happening, like, almost like guarantee they're going to win state. You win state. You are now the coach of the universe. You have a championship belt, the greatest coach of all time. Like, how does it feel to know that you're the best coach in the world? Um, it feels good. First of all, I listened to that podcast with Elliot and she did a great job. It's tough for a high school student to get on with all that pressure and talk to the dean and the assistant principal, but she did awesome. Um, I, I mean, it feels great. I'm impressed with the kids. Uh, it really is, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't run one step in any of those championship races. So it was all them. Um, they worked hard all season. Like if you look at our top scoring girls, especially Elliot, Kennedy, and Ella, those three girls, ever since track season, I mean, they might have missed a combined three practices. Like, they showed up every single day in the summer and did not miss, you know, one workout. So it's it's really because they were so dedicated. But at practices, you do participate. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, well, so <laughs> I run with them, but then when we're doing the workouts, since we don't have a track – this is why Nelson here was so helpful because we would do these crazy because they put together these like insane little workouts that they have to do. Like, for example, they'll do like 1000 meters at a certain pace and then they'll jog a certain distance and they'll have to sprint a certain distance. And Nelson would always I would have to call him and tell the kids when to go. So he'd put me on speakerphone. And if I didn't have him to do that, we couldn't have done any of the speed days. Oh, look at that. How neat. Nelson He's crying. Is. Nelson's Nelson crying. <laughs> yes, he is. It's a beautiful moment. Usually I just had to fix his math when he tried to figure out what a 200 and a 400 equaled <laughs> and how to get the kids to this get back true. in time. This is true. He did have to help me with that. Also, I would say, yeah, he would definitely help with the logistics. I'd be like, well, this group's going to go at this time and this group's, and he'd be like, no, that's not going to work. And it didn't work, so. And and we also have to plug this because it's important. The championship belt that I gave you, I was going to present it on the podcast. I wanted to give it to you right before the parade, and then I messed that whole thing up, and then I gave it to you. But that championship belt, and I know we were going to bring this up with Elliot brought this up, is that we had a, a dip challenge, which I believed was a fair challenge. You said you did 25 dips, so I did 26, and I said I won. No. And then – what is that not true? Yeah, let me stop you right there. So last podcast with Elliot – Fogler says, oh, I beat Shepard in a dip competition, which literally never happened. Like, I did a bunch of dips. I told him I did 25. He didn't tell me we were doing a competition or anything. I didn't even see him do the dips. I don't even think he did. I'm pretty sure he just said he did. He said he did 26. He didn't. He did push-ups, came in. Right. And then he goes on the podcast and says he beat me in the dip competition. I'm listening to it and just filled with rage once he said that because it was just straight lie. But now we had our actual dip competition. We did have the actual dip competition. And I'm going to say, so 
we put the the vest on and we probably had maybe 60 pounds on there yeah and i went first or no you went first yes and you won that competition hands down so then we added weight to it and then you continued to win that one that is one of the most impressive things because if people that are listening at home, it's a hundred over a hundred pound weighted vest that we put on. When I just put it on over me and I stood up, I got dizzy. And then to go and do dips, I went first. I did five, and I thought, "There's no way." Your first dip looked like the most struggle I've ever seen a person. So I was like, "There's no way he's doing it." But then you fought through that pain and did seven. Yeah, that is something that you should be proud of. How do you feel about that, Nelson? Well, I've known Fogler for a long time. He's my best friend. Well, I'll tell heard. you I've very, heard that. I'll tell you that. very clearly <laughs> that he likes to make things up. So this There we go. <laughs> so this whole thing sounds perfect. And I'll just let you know the reason he's starting to make things up is because Shepard has come into our life and he's younger, he's stronger, he's better looking. There we go. And whoa, 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 whoa. For whoa. Mr. Fogler, he's used to playing that role and here at Skypoint. He doesn't get to play that role anymore. And so he's going to grasp <laughs> onto whatever crying. he can. Now he's going to start crying. He thinks. How you feeling? We were at a gym one time and we lifted next to this guy that walked in with a Captain America shirt on. And he's like, <gasps> I can do more than him. And the guy literally laid down and started dumbbell pressing <laughs> like 130s. I'm like, you can't do as much as him. <laughs> you just could see. And it's the same thing with Coach Shepard. You can just see. One of them is excellence, and one of them used to be excellence. <laughs> <laughs> that age is and it's, it's okay. Ooh. It's okay. You need yeah. to let it go. Embrace it. The, Embrace it. It is the hardest thing, though, in the world. When I, it, it's the truth, though, is like seeing what you used to be able to do, and then like, and maybe even what in my late thirties, but like at forty for sure. I can see that I can't do the stuff I used to do because I was telling people I used to do dumb I, the. Um, dumbbell presses with 100 and they, I think the max I've ever seen at the gym was 130, but I used to do them 130 pounds. Now I get like the 115s and it's a struggle just to get the 115s up. How did you this, do on those? Just, just wait a minute. Was that a humble me, brag? No, yeah, I, I it think was it was. A humble sure. brag. This is just throwing I mean. that in there. As, as harsh and as painful as this is going to sound, this is what I always tell people. Nobody cares what you used to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just it's the bottom line. We care that's what true. you can do now. Yeah. I get it. You could do the 130s. Who cares? We care about what you can do because what does that prove? I'm going to do the Nothing. 130s again now. Now I'm going to do it again. <laughs> He's not going to eat for a month. He's not going to sleep. He's just going to think about the 130s. It, right. It's the, true, though. That's why you always ask me, why don't you talk about Bubba? Nobody cares. I care about the past. I'm a history person. I love the past. That's the whole point of this podcast is so that – and my whole point of my podcast at Lead was to keep these memories so that I can go back and be like, oh, I remember this. I remember that. So like the history of it does – I understand. But your, if I can't do it now, it just makes me feel bad. Don't live in the Exactly. Past. I am going to go back now and I'm going to prove it. If you can do it now, I will be incredibly impressed and I will you know, give you all the credit you deserve, but you can't. We'll give you your third bottle of ketchup. Right. It, just for your shelf. Thank you. you I would I like okay. more ketchup. All right. But like I don't want to make this about me at all because I honestly I want to talk more about the coaching experience because like okay. it is something like is like in the podcast and this capture this moment in time. Like it is something amazing. I, I coached for years, Nelson coached for years, I never got coach of the year. And and like and reality is 
Nelson did get coach of the year. I know it, it, it's in the past, so it I doesn't there's, matter. There's three of us in this room that got coach of the year. <laughs> Wait, what? What? All three of you guys got coach three. of the year? You got nothing. I never <laughs> got coach of the year. I yeah. did not. No. Multiple times. Now this is good. This turned into the, the right. feel bad for Mr. Fogler time right now. <laughs> That's Nobody good. Is. So like, what is the track season's coming up? Yeah. How is that going to go? Um, well, track is a little bit different to be honest, because like we were talking before the podcast started, I will do everything I can to win a state championship or track. I will literally do whatever I can, but we don't have pole vault. And we don't have triple jump. That's not to say that we won't have it this upcoming year. But the way track scoring works is it's not like cross country. The team with the most points at the end of the meet wins. And for example, like Desert Oasis and Shadow score 30 plus points in pole vault alone. So if you don't have a pole vault coach, you're not winning state. Now we could still dominate in the distance like we did last year. Dominate in the sprints and the throws and the jumps and maybe be okay. Um, so we're still going to compete for, you know, a high placing, but I would love to win state. I just don't know. Why don't, why don't we just ask for pole vault stuff for the school? We could do that. It's pole vault is a whole different beast. You know this, right? I mean, there's a, you You gotta have a pit. I mean, you gotta have, there's so much that is required of that. You can do it out on the dirt lot. Well, we'll <laughs> no. and anybody listening at home, Nelson was shaking his head no to that. We're there's gonna we're gonna be last year we practiced at Palo Verde. This year it's we can talk about it after the podcast where we're going because okay. Miss Wagner doesn't know yet. But um, we're still trying to figure things out. Uh, also, a lot of people don't know this. The poles, the pole vaulting poles are as long as a bus. So the poles for all the CCSD schools go in the center aisle of the bus. Mm-hmm. And I know that Arborview's coach, he has a truck. So he ties the poles to the top of his truck. So just the poles alone are hard to create a nightmare yeah, to move not around. Not to mention, we're talking about the most dangerous event. Like, <laughs> you literally have to sign the death waiver before you do it, because you could spring up, it's... fall back, break your neck, and you're done. So uh, let me ask you this, just about the coach of the year stuff again. Okay. How did you celebrate? What did you do? Did you go run? Oh man, what did I do? Um, well, we got. I got the email about coach of the year before the state meet. It was the day of the state meet. Um, so that was pretty awesome. I didn't really tell anybody. I think I told Nelson, but that's about it. Um, and then the and then the boys raced, and they got second, which was awesome, by the way. I have some kids, because Nelson and I wore our gold suits with, like, the implication of, hey, we want first in both boys and girls. But what people didn't really realize is Spring Creek, for the boys, they were ranked significantly higher than we were. It was like if our basketball team would beat, you know, Bishop Gorman, who's been dominating for years. It just wasn't going to happen. They were like number four in the state. So the fact that they beat Mawapa for second place, who had been whooping on us all year, that was a win. Like we were very, very happy about that. And then the girls went on to win the state title, which was awesome because although we were ranked first all season, you never know what's going to happen at the state meet, especially with a team like Spring Creek, who has 12 plus state championships. Um, so I didn't, I didn't really celebrate the coach of the year at all. I was mainly just celebrating the, the state championship in the second place. Have you won a state championship? Yeah. Yeah. Last Saturday. <laughs> That's it. As a head coach, have you? No. Okay. Let but me you just won tell one you. as a coach. So this, have, have you won a state championship? Never. 
I said I've never even competed so, so in the championship. Three of us have won a state championship. Have won a state championship. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this goes full circle I to make like fun this. of me. This is a good conversation. This so let me, me just good. let's talk about dedication as a coach. So Mr. Fogler coached with me, and I would be mid-game coaching, and I would watch him walk out the gym and kind of wave <laughs> goodbye to me. Oh! <laughs> and he was supposed to be there to help me. Coach Shepard, on the other hand, as soon as we won state. He said, look, you, we put in a lot of hours. We've been going all summer and now all fall. Take about 10 days off. And I was like, 10 days, okay. Then we need to get started for trek. And I was like, 10 days? 10 days and then we start for the whole another six months. Like, So this man has taken 20 days off and the whole rest. And that's not him. Yeah. Because he's not taking those 10 days off. He gave me 10 days off. Yeah. So like... As soon as we win, he's turning around and putting it towards that next sport. Like, that's dedication yeah. you don't find in a lot of coaches. Well, I, I will say this. Nelson told me this, and I don't know if you mind that I tell you this, but Nelson told me, he said, that you are the greatest coach he's ever seen. And you're so young. So, like, it is definitely, like, a from our experience of being around a lot of coaches and being around people like that, like, your dedication, that's why I said that if you don't realize what an asset you are to this school, and I know you – for people listening at home, no, I'm not going to say anything about people recruiting you, but <laughs> now everybody's going to be knowing that there's, we know that we're lucky to have you. So what state did you come from? Wyoming. Yeah, that's right. Wyoming's a great state. I went to college there because I respect it so much. I thought on the previous podcast you had no, some no, no. comments. There, we yeah, don't live did. in the past. We live in the past. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're listening to the podcast, taking the advice for that. So, and Wyoming has some of the most phenomenal coaches ever in existence. So anyway. <laughs> I like this uh, Wyoming love here. I, I did receive some pictures from some sources about you in high school. Um, kind of a skinny guy, though, huh? No. You didn't. When did you start weight, weight training? Um... Like I will say. In I, your senior year of to, college or? To, no. I've listened. <laughs> I'm going to post some of Fogler's, these pictures. Fogler's got a bunch of pictures of me as a freshman in high school where I wasn't really doing a whole lot of lifting. But showed. this is a good tangent for, I did have a strength and conditioning teacher in high school and he was horrible. Like I didn't learn anything from this guy. And I think that that's part of the reason why I take my strength and conditioning job so seriously is because I didn't learn anything from did this start guy. start with an L? Uh, no, it starts with, um, we won't call it names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm worried if you're trying to spell the name and you're struggling. The one that was not good. I know. The one, yeah. The one that's not good. Oh, it starts with an R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We um, know who it is. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Cause I, the reason if you think I look small is cause I had no idea what I was doing. Like none of us did. We didn't, I didn't even know how to lift weights. Like I claimed I did, um, until college when I had to teach myself. Ah. So now I and now I like I think that kids in my class they do know how to lift weights yeah. and they do know how to eat and stuff yeah. so they've made all these improvements. I'll just jump in real quick. I also respect him. This may sound like I love Shepard a lot, but like I also respect him when it friend. comes to strength training because my own son wants to get big, and instead of going to Fogler, I went to Shepard and I said, "Give me." Oh! Something that my son can do that I can work out with him so that he looks amazing. Because we want him to have go muscles, which means he can go and do things. Not just show muscles where you, like, show people you're strong, but you can't really do it. Like, we need to do stuff. Who would be the show muscles? <laughs> uh, you know, like the model type that only care about themselves the and how they look. The one who talks about himself all the time? Right. 
probably forward. That's definitely <laughs> Exactly. This keeps going full circle back to making fun of me. So before we get off the podcast, because we said 20 minutes, that's always been our thing about these podcast episodes. We like to do the hard-hitting questions. The hard-hitting questions, you indicated to us that you don't watch movies, you don't watch TV shows, you don't do anything like that. I have a good – just let me put this out here because you're over here talking about – the Nelson said best coach ever. People need to realize my girlfriend lives in Waco, Texas. So I don't she doesn't live in the same city as me. I don't have any kids. I literally wake up, no joke, every single day, do either research or watch videos about cross country track or lifting weights every single day. So I am not wasting my time watching movies. I am educating myself literally every single day. And and look Does and she yeah, she was in. She lived in uh, South Dakota, but right. now she's she's the head assistant coach at Baylor University. Okay. Oh, Very that's cool. some awesome stuff. For cross yeah. country. Oh, look at that. But yeah. he still thinks he knows more than her, even though she she's might a listen to this podcast. Oh, if she listens to her. this, let's not say anything about it. Let me tell you, Ed, my experience yeah. every time I've talked about my wife on this podcast, it's come back to bite me. So I'm like, yeah. I'm not saying anything Don't anymore. Other than how much I love my wife, honey. If you're listening, yeah. I love you. Um, Go ahead, ask a hard-hitting question. No, but that's the my my big question is just what you just answered. But like, what do you do for fun? <laughs> Well, that's why, okay, I always get in these arguments with the kids. Literally every day, I say, I have the best job in the world because my what I do in my free time, I run, I lift weights, um, he climbs, I hike. He climbs mountains to yeah, the top and takes pictures. That's it. What is my job? I run with the kids and I lift weights. Like it's the, It is the dream job. And and I have all summer to go hiking. So that's that's honestly what I do in my free time. It's pretty lame, but I love it. So you don't like to go to the movies? You don't no. like you don't ever go to the movies ever? No. That's a waste of two and a half hours. Oh wow, I love movies. John, I wonder if this will change when you get a little bit older. John, I'll might, go to the movies. It very Thank well you. Could, That's why but... you're my best friend still. See, no matter what you're gonna say, is that you couldn't just live <laughs> the, with just that, right? Like you need to have more things. You don't feel like you have to have that at all. I'm I'm John, impressed I because don't have a TV in my house. There's no <gasps> TVs. I what I have an iPad that I watch. Is it an 85-inch iPad? Oh, it's like... <laughs> then, yeah, what do you... You don't watch football? It goes on the wall? I watch it on my iPad. Oh, my... You what watch kind of football on your iPad? Is that? Listen, Nelson came over to my house to watch football, and he fixed my TV to make it better, because, like, that's how, like, seriously... He was how... watching it in movie mode, and it was, like, super dark. I didn't And know. I was like, can we just turn this to bright? He's like, yeah. what are you talking about? We turned it, and I... he's like... I can see the colors on my TV. <laughs> yeah. I, like, yeah. I thought time, something was wrong with my TV. I was really going to get a new one. You really one. don't have a TV? No. Most of the time I watch football, I'm also – I take the iPad and put it on the treadmill. He and has he to work out. out while he watches I, football. And listen, I had a pre-core in my living room where I would watch football on. I understand that. Like cool. I understand the desire to work out like and do that stuff. I like sitting there and not doing anything. You will when you're about 40. I'm sure I will. And old, like old like Fogler. Fogler. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. It, it, like, if it, okay, so let's say it's your birthday. You want to reward yourself. What do you do? Do you just eat a bunch of junk food? Yeah, then? for sure. I like to eat. I definitely like to eat. Okay. That to me is. I love. You know what? I went to Carl's Jr. with okay. Nelson Fogler and Fawcett, and we had an eating competition, and that was very fun. And that who was, won that? You did. Of course but, I did. But wait, 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 wait. 
I want to make sure that people understand this. You were in the midst of eating like 10 double cheeseburgers. You took a break and started eating cookies. And I was like, wait, what are you doing? And you're like, I like cookies. And that's why I started saying your new voice to me is is the cookie monster. Because you were like, I like cookies. And then you were like, I'll eat another double cheeseburger. And I was like, wait, wait, you're in the competition. In cookie eating competition, you would win. Because I wouldn't be able to compete. But you think you could beat Mr. Fawcett in uh, eating just a bunch of cookies? He is so... Like, He's dogmatically competitive. Like, ridiculously competitive. I know. And he, he calculates it. He was like, well, I could technically eat four more double cheeseburgers. Yeah. And he's like, but if you could eat Thor, I don't want That's to. That's his voice exactly. I know. Almost like he's in the room with us. Just yeah. like it. I felt like the wave. <laughs> That is One of my podcasts, I just won't have anybody here, and I'll just be doing Fawcett's voice. And I'll be like, voice. I like cookies, and that'll be your voice. Wait a minute, people need to know what Fawcett did because I talk in my class. You can ask the kids. I talk mad smack about Fawcett, like really badly. But one thing I will say: this summer, I've been waiting to talk about this so that the whole world knows. I was on a hike, and I hiked 11 miles up at Lee Canyon, which is 45 minutes away. And I was on my way back, and I realized, oh shoot. My I left my car keys at the peak of that hike, and that was I would have to go back up, like four miles or whatever it was. So I was in the middle of nowhere, um, and I finally found service on my phone, and I tried to call him, but he didn't answer because he's probably like, I don't want to talk to this guy. But I texted him and I said, Hey, is there any way you could bring my extra key fob to this spot, 45 minutes away? No questions asked. He just said, I'll be there, and yep. he did. And that he I could up, believe. Yep. And he brought my car keys which was like literally the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me and and i say that like <clears throat> us just going to carl's jr i said that it was like one of the nights and I, I mean other than like me spending time with my wife which i love the most because i there's nothing i'd rather do than spend night, time with my wife good, um, good call yeah. but the four of us hanging out together i needed that like that i needed fun. that just for us to talk <laughs> and just hang out because I, like that was one of my that was one of my most fun memories this year was us four just sure. sitting there talking you and joking. You act like your around. job is stressful or something. When Nelson said you walked out of the gym, you walk out of parent meetings and kid meetings all the time and leave me hanging. <laughs> First, it gets old. Do you really? Wait, wait, wait. I what? <laughs> I had a bad meeting. I think it was last week where you had to end the meeting, not me. And then I went straight to the weight room. That's exactly where I went because sometimes. No matter what we do, they're not going to be happy, and it's going to let lead me to lose my mind. And I try to keep my calm, but there's a point where I'm like, if you yell or cuss at me again, I'm not going to be this calm, nice person. Um, I'm an intense person. And then I'd take care I of have you. to go. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. The you, baby boy. I'd the, take care of you. <laughs> the baby boy. <laughs> yeah. When we were sitting at Carl's Jr., and it was me and you and Mr. Shepard and Fossett, did you feel like it was almost like looking at – ourselves 20 years ago yes 100 percent. i said that you remind me so much of a like a younger version of me like it's it's uncanny because of like your dedication you want these things you get these things like i just remember that was like what i lived and breathed was working out wanting to get better and then doing stuff but yeah like i i definitely think the two of them and you guys are so competitive because i literally will do something and no matter what it is and i turn it into a competition i just naturally do and i'm like i I just Let's see how younger version of him you are. Have you ever given a student advice on how to pick up women? No. No. I have. <laughs> one, I don't know if he's like you. I, I would say one, probably not. One, one episode of this podcast, I will make it a special thing where I talk to the students that have graduated and I tell them a bulletproof plan when they go to college mm-hmm. for how to introduce yourself to women when you're in college. It's a bulletproof plan. I'll tell you about it off to the podcast, but – it is. It works every time. Have you given advice 
to students every year for the past, I don't know, 15 years on how to pick up girls. And so the last 20 years, <laughs> the seniors, when they graduate, yes. It's a bulletproof plan. on oh, If you go to college. He is making an impact on our youth. Does it work, though? So, yeah. Well, here's the thing. What is the hardest thing when you go to college is there's so many random people that you're going to meet. And yeah. how do you introduce yourself to a person that you're interested in? Sure. But I have a strategy to make a study group that works every single time. It worked for me the entire time I was in college to introduce myself because that's the hard part, right? Like you see somebody you might want to talk to. How do you introduce yourself? Well, if you form a study group, it works really easy. Most of us I, went to college for the academics and the uh, athletics that were involved. That is not true. Not looking for the <laughs> MRS degree. Well, I can tell you right now, your strategy may be perfect, but like – when you think, like, Coach Shepard, he doesn't need to go introduce himself. Thank They're you. coming to him and introducing <laughs> themselves to him. You he thought just you waits. needed a strategy, it, huh? Were you that, oh. like, backpedaling? You had to have a specific strategy? This him? might be the last time all three of you guys are invited to this at once. I'm used to it from Wagner. I'm used to it from Nelson because you're my best friend. But you, you're jumping ships and attacking me? You're supposed to be my friend. They've got a good point. They've got a good point. You were so sad that you had to have a strategy. I'm sorry. It's a good strategy. You, you Are get, we going to talk about it or like is it – I'll talk about it next time. Well, we're actually at 25 minutes. So are we really at We 25 are, 25 minutes. minutes. I told you the podcast, this goes wow. by super fast. So we'll yeah. have you guys on again. Um, I mean maybe not all of you guys. It might just be okay. the three of us and then, okay. you know, Nelson. <laughs> 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 I just have to have somebody on my side. I don't have to bring somebody in who likes me. Do you remember when we played Prank Wars? Yes, that didn't go well at all. Do you want it to end the same way? It's funny you say that. I, we'll have to have an episode where we talk about that because he talked about Prank Wars. He talked about cutting my brakes. No, I, that's oh, true. I remember the story. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut the podcast off now. All right, thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week.